Registration is now open for SEJ Summit 2017. Taking place May 11th at Chicago's Navy Pier, we'll have leading speakers in digital marketing, SEO, social media, and more. Use code NERD for $50 off any ticket type. Learn more at our website, searchenginejournal.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of audiobooks. Sign up today for a free 30-day trial at searchenginejournal.com forward slash audible and get your first book for free. We're sitting on the most perfect beach in the world and all we can think about is where... Where can I hook up my bottom? Digital pen part of work. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS report. So should we send it to first? Just a couple of people. The question is, who are they going to send it to? This podcast is brought to you by Search Engine Journal, and you're listening to Marketing Nerds. Hello and welcome to Marketing Nerds. I'm Caitlin Ruling, social producer at Search Engine Journal, and today we'll be talking about the role of social insights in marketing. We're joined today by John Donnelly III, Senior VP of Global Sales and Marketing at Crimson Hexagon, a social insights hub helping brands understand consumer conversations on social media. Thanks so much for being here today, John. Thanks, Caitlin. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Perfect. Good. Well, to kick us off, um, just so we're all on the same page when we talk about insights, could you share what you guys mean by social insights? Sure. Crimson Hexagon, our, our primary focus is to enable our enterprise customers to glean social insights from all the different social media platforms that they're using and looking at on a constant basis. So what Crimson does is enables people to understand the nuance of conversation happening on social media platforms, blogs, forums, etc., where people are talking and sharing their thoughts on social media about products, about product launches, PR crises, things like that. And our technology enables people to understand the key insights that people can that people are talking about on social media. Okay, awesome. That's, I mean, really important. Um, so with working and helping brands understand what customers are saying on social media, what are some key things that you've learned from this experience? Like how does the, how does the brand find the why behind the what in these social insights? Sure. I think as, as the industry has evolved over the last probably seven or eight years, I think at the beginning of the industry, kind of when, when Twitter was getting started and Facebook and Instagram and all these different products out there that people were using, people were very satisfied with just figuring out what the basic sentiment was on social media. So people want to know about likes and followers and really just basic information about who was following them on social media platforms, et cetera. And brands now, whether it be a consumer brand or a technology brand or you know, a consumer, consumer packaged good brands, they really want to understand what people are saying on these platforms and really understand the, the, the nuance of conversation, the subtlety of conversation, and in some cases, the, uh, you know, the humor or the subtleties of conversation. And so what people are demanding now from their platforms around social analytics are products that can really understand and learn over time what people are saying, what they mean in any, in any language globally, which is what Crimson Hexagon allows people to do. So ultimately, we're, we're providing really artificial intelligence for social analytics that people can really truly dig into and understand the depth of conversation on these platforms. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I see we have so many like vanity metrics that we call them now. And it's like stuff that, you know, years ago, we were like, okay, how many followers can we get on Facebook? How many likes can we get? And now it's like we can gather so much from the behind the scenes of our social media platform. And it's really easy to get like analysis paralysis um, and not be able to form any kind of real insights from that information. Um, 
So I guess, what do we do with all of the data? How do we, when we're looking at metrics, like what matters? Well, from Crimson's perspective, we've actually built a, a huge database or a data store of social media posts. We've been, we're, now, we're now crossing one trillion posts of data in our database. So basically when people get involved with using the product, they have a lens into that database and that store of information that has been uh, put together over the last you know, nine, 10 years since we've been in business. And that technology that we enable people to use allows them to look at that insight, look at the history of conversation, look at the current conversation and compare things between what happened in 2009 or what's happening in 2017. So what people want to understand is how they can react, how they can truly gain uh, a return on their investment in, in looking at social analytics platforms. So when people look at Crimson, they're trying to determine how do we get true value from the technology we're, we're, we're acquiring to look at social media analytics. And with Crimson, they are enabled to look at all ways of conversation, all ways of, of how people are looking at finding deeper insight in these conversations. And I think our technology enables people to, to find things they could never find before and compare historically what's happened in the past on something and then certainly look to the future from a predictor perspective and figure out if I do a certain thing or launch a product in a certain geography, this will happen down the road. We're seeing this with all of our customers now whether it be Starbucks, Nike, General Motors, et cetera, all these clients are trying to figure out what's going to happen in the future based on what people are saying on social media. Mm -hmm. And I think it's having something like that sounds phenomenally helpful because, I mean, I, having, being somebody who works in social media, like I see the stats. I know that social media influences buying behavior. Um, but as social is becoming more and more ingrained in all realms of business, definitely in marketing, it's important to be able to clearly explain that ROI to, to C-suite or to different clients that we may have, which is very difficult or has been up to this point in social media. So I guess what are a few things that a social media team can do to make these insights clear um, for management or for clients? Sure. Well, we're seeing a lot of our customers now, especially the large conservative enterprise customers that are looking for deeper insight, they're trying to enable the different product teams across their organization, the different the different business units to be more involved with social insights than ever were before. Part of our tagline is essentially to democratize consumer insights across these enterprises. And the idea behind that is to provide you know different business units besides the core marketing teams that used to look at social, but provide the ability and capability across these organizations for people to look at social media in a much more meaningful way and make true business decisions based upon these insights. And so these insights could be that, you know, for example, somebody might be a major influencer with a certain car manufacturer or a certain product like Red Bull or GoPro that wants to really understand about, you know, what types of consumers might buy a product for a certain reason. And they may share content or imagery or, or, or things that uh, from, from a photography perspective that would, uh, you know, inspire people to, to make a buying decision. So, you know, a lot of a lot of companies now are trying to figure out from an influencer marketing perspective or from you know a true you know uh, group of folks that have an affinity for the same types of products that might you know buy certain things whether somebody might be interested in you know cigars wine and sushi and why that particular group of people that they're that they're following or closely aligned with might also look at the same types of products in a similar fashion so people again are trying to really corner the market on what people are looking at from an inside perspective and creating those, yeah, those buyer personas is something that I hear often and, and focusing on like, okay, what, what else would this person like from this, this one segment of our audience? Right, exactly. 
So how is, we see these new roles popping up of community manager and different um, small subsets of social media management. Um, how is looking at insights different from simply watching the conversation in these manners? I think, I mean, it's funny, with Crimson, we've been very focused on doing analytics in a very deep way. When, we, when people talk about community managers in different organizations, those people are the ones that are really engaging with people directly on social media. So they're engaging and, and, and publishing information direct back to consumers. So, for example, if someone's talking to JetBlue about customer support issues through Twitter, they may very well engage with them um, directly from a consumer perspective. What, what Crimson allows people to do is to get glean the insight from what somebody said on the social platform, and we integrate with various uh, publishing and engagement platforms on the market that people use for community management and engaging directly with consumers. Our technology is really focused on the depth of conversation, enabling the inside team to figure out what's really being discussed, and then use their engagement platform to then engage with those people. Because again, Crimson does not do engagement. We partner with other vendors in the market that, uh, that do that. And frankly, we're seeing most of our customers now want to buy best of breed from different uh, SaaS platforms. And so we see a lot of integration going on, a lot of projects where they've tried to buy a solution from one vendor, but in inevitably they wound up buying uh, two or three different products from different vendors who do what they do really, really well. And that's why Crimson's been considered the leader in the space for, uh, for consumer insights. Okay. Um, and I think you kind of touched on this a little bit, but when we were discussing this episode earlier, you mentioned that social media insights can be the biggest focus group for an organization. And could you explain this a little bit more in depth? Sure. I think traditionally a lot of people were, do, were doing focus groups and surveys and trying to figure out from an overall you know, industry perspective what a group of consumers was talking about or thinking about. But we, what we've actually done by, by building this database that I mentioned earlier that has a tr over a trillion posts now in it, We've enabled people to, to look at, again, through the lens of the software, you know, the depth of conversation across you know, historical information on social. So people, when they become a Crimson customer, get a lens into data from 2007 all the way up to 2017 so they can look at real-time information on social or historical information. And so we believe that social as a, as a platform has truly become this amazing voice of the customer, voice of the consumer that you know, all these big brands want to see. And so ultimately, a lot of, as I said earlier, conservative big enterprise companies would like to get the perspective from the millennial generation on what they care about, what they think about, and what they, uh, and what they see. And they're obviously spending most of their time on these social platforms, and they really want to understand what those conversations are all about. Very cool. So I guess besides Crimson, um, which sounds like a really cool platform, um, like what tools would you recommend um, that you've worked with to keep an eye on these conversations, better gain social insights? Sure. I think we, we've had a lot of good success recently partnering, as I said earlier, with, with a company called Spreadfast that does uh, the engagement publishing uh, part of the business. So they, again, as I said, will, will engage directly with consumers uh, on social platforms that um, that they that they work with, and so I think you know we're 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 seeing that most of our enterprise customers are looking to um, you know again buy best of breed. So products like like Spreadfast or like a Hootsuite, for example, will will enable people to engage and, and publish information back to consumers in a much more effective way. We focus on what we do really really well, which again is providing that deep insight platform that feeds into the publishing vendors out there in the market. And I think if we look at look back at the last four or five um, you know, big enterprise products that we've been involved in, they all wound up selecting um, you know, two or three vendors to, to work with as opposed to just one because no one vendor will provide the depth of, of what people need today, especially considering that social media has become such a huge hotbed for, 
for information. They want to make sure that they're they're really getting all the all the conversations captured and really essentially looking at that from a global perspective. Because again, Crimson is a global company where we have customers in every single region of the globe, and we want to make sure that those conversations can be captured effectively uh, at a global a global scale. Yeah, and, and we definitely have more and more platforms popping up that are segmented to different parts of the globe. And so I know just here um, with our basis of SEJ being in the United States, I use so many different platforms. And while you try to minimize it at the same time, you don't want to put all of your all of your eggs in one basket to, for, to have an example. It's right. um, You want to be able to make sure that you're not missing anything while at the same time not hitting that analysis paralysis that, that you hear about. That's right. Now, we, okay. we agree. We agree. And I think we'll, I would agree that a lot of our customers and partners would say the same thing. Whereas I said earlier, I think that the, uh, the value of social data itself has become uh, really critical for lots of companies. I think if I look back four or five years ago, social data was really kind of nice to have for big companies. And now it's become must have. So people really want to understand what's being said, what's being talked about, and be able to glean that insight in a really deep way. You know, Crimson uh, was, was built on... Uh, machine learning technology, really artificial intelligence for social, as I said earlier. And you need, a, you need a product that over time learns, and our product does learn over time, so that as it looks at social conversation in any language, um, it starts to understand, as I said, the nuance of conversation, the subtlety, the sarcasm, if you will, so that we really you know, enable our customers to understand what's really being said as opposed to what they think might be said. And being able to provide them a, a platform to react from is really, really important so that they they know what the, what the truth of, uh, of the social data platforms really are talking about. Mm -hmm. Yes, because it's becoming more and more vital. I mean, so often people who don't work in the digital marketing or the social media specifically realm, they think, okay, how, how does this make me money? And if you don't have the traditional methods of saying, okay, they're driving up the sales funnel this way, it's really hard to express to, um, to those in charge, to those who are making the, the major decisions for brands, um, how something is working. So be able to have those insights and be able to create a clear picture in, um, in not too difficult of a way is, um, is an important, important aspect. Absolutely. Um, so I guess to leave us, do you have any other tips that we haven't spoken about yet? Any um, brands that pop to mind that you've seen do this well that you'd like to leave with our listeners? Well, I think we're actually, interestingly enough, seeing a lot of uh, a lot of real strong push from the automotive industry and from the consumer package and package goods industry, and certainly now very recently the financial services industry. Where you know, as I said earlier, a lot of the a lot of the more conservative companies that are out there that I don't think really took social seriously. In the past, are now looking at this in a, in a much more strategic way. This has been an evolution over the last two or three years, and as we see the market shaking out, you know the products out there that uh, can provide true value, true insight, and true um, you know return on, on social data are the ones that are going to survive long term. Uh, one of the things that uh, the Gardner Group talks about from an analyst perspective is that the industry is still in some somewhat of its in its teenage years around social data analytics in general. So the market's just beginning. It's a multi-billion dollar industry that we feel really poised in to take advantage of and certainly dominate over time. And you know, we're seeing that from a lot of recent wins on a global level where we're being asked to provide, you know, support to companies all over the world now. You know, as I said, Procter and Gamble, General Motors, companies like that, HSBC, uh, companies that are looking to uh, to social as a real true uh, part of their business model now that again they weren't doing four or five years ago so we're seeing a tremendous uptake and ultimately this probably all leads into you know big data or predictive data where you know companies like IBM and Oracle and uh, Adobe companies like that that have been out there for a while are going to look to continue to you know improve their portfolios and partner where it makes sense with companies 
you know, like Crimson that uh, that have a true competitive advantage with the technology we've developed. So, you know, we're excited about the prospects of the future for sure. Yeah, that is exciting and really interesting that that you would say those um, yeah consumer. Um, Packaged products, those uh, automotive things, not not companies that you think on the forefront of social media are really diving into these deep insights and and going to be on the forefront. Right. Well, I mean, I was going to say too. I mean, Procter and Gamble, if you think about it, probably invented the term consumer insights back in the nineteen twenties or thirties when they were doing you know constant surveys and forums, you know, across all their different products. And so we're seeing, you know, now a company like P and G looking to really glean that the insights from what people are saying about all their products and they have tons of them obviously you know same for general mills companies out there kellogg's uh that have been out there for a long time with with, with well-known consumer focused products and they are, are trying to get people to uh, to buy their products over somebody else when they're standing at standing in a in a, in a grocery store for example and so i think we're okay. you know with, with social being so rampant now and everybody being on the platforms uh these companies want to want to be there they want to be want to be on snapchat they want to be on Instagram or, or showing, you know, images of their products with people that, uh, you know, look like they're having fun with them. And so we're seeing, you know, image analytics and image recognition as being key and certainly brand recognition or logo recognition being interesting. And so all these companies want to uh, to continue to uh, to grow. That's the way they're trying to do it now. It's really kind of, you know, combat, combat marketing uh, at a consumer level for sure. Yeah, it goes back to that, that basis of focus groups. Focus groups worked once, yeah. and now we're just doing them in an entirely different realm. Absolutely. Correct. Well, awesome. Um, thank you so much for, for joining me today and, and sharing your knowledge with me. Well, thanks so much, Caitlin. Really appreciate it. And uh, we, uh, we're enjoying ourselves at Crimson. Hope the uh, year of 2017 is a big one for us. Thanks again. Yes. Yeah, you're welcome. And thank you all for joining us on another episode of Marketing Nerds. I'm Caitlin Ruleen, and our guest today was John Donnelly III of Crimson Hexagon. And remember, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to our newsletter so you never miss another episode. You'll get SEJ podcasts delivered to your inbox weekly, as well as industry news features and exclusive tips from digital marketers around the world. Just go to searchenginejournal.com slash podcast newsletter to subscribe. Thanks for listening and have a great week. This Marketing Nerds podcast has been brought to you by Search Engine Journal. For more news, interviews, and how-to guides from marketing experts from around the world, visit us at searchenginejournal.com.